You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 158 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Lieberman, and today is a solo episode. I am very excited about this one. I thought when we decided, if you listened to episode 157 last week, you saw that we're taking a slightly different turn in how we're doing our programming and how we're creating content for the podcast. And so for my first solo episode of this new programming, I decided to start from the beginning, and I really wanted to focus on what happens when you start a business. And if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I've been in business for, I don't know, the last 10 years, I don't need to hear this, you might, because lots of times when someone starts a business, they're not thinking about this stuff. So I think this is relevant to anybody at anywhere along the way to think about and to look back, either if you're starting a business to think about these items, Or if you already have a business, you can look back and you can happily check off on your list all the things that you've either already done or you need to think about doing. So let's get started. The first thing that I really want to focus on when I talk to any client that comes in to hashtag legal is why are you starting this business? I think it's a really good subject to think about is why you're starting the business, because that is going to help inform all of your decisions moving forward. For example, for me in Hashtag Legal, I started the business because I had a lot of frustration with the way the legal field worked. I didn't find that there was any opportunities out there for me to enable me to both have time with my family, but also to focus on my career. I also felt as if legal services were really unaccessible and unapproachable to most clients, and that didn't feel natural to me. My natural inclination is to always want to help people and to really make legal feel less scary. And everywhere when I was in my career pre-hashtag legal really had this air of scariness about it, and it just didn't match with who I was. And so that was my why, which may make you sit back and think, well, that has nothing to do with legal services. And that's true. So knowing what your why is, is a great thing to know when you're going into business, because a little known secret about starting business is when you go into business for yourself, 
most of the work that you end up doing have nothing to do with the work that you actually are trained to do. I often tell clients, particularly my clients who work in the creative field, that like 80% of what they're going to end up doing is going to be running their business. And that can be really, really frustrating. I certainly perform legal services, but a lot of the work I do is not actual writing of contracts or registering of trademarks, but is counseling clients or talking to potential new clients or recording podcast episodes like this one so that I can provide information to people out in my community who may need it or frankly to my clients who are looking for some extra resources. Those still fall into my why though. So I think it's really important to remember why you're doing what you're doing because there's going to be a lot of tasks in your business that may not relate to what you were trained to do. And that's where hiring really great professionals to work around you comes into play because you're not going to be able to do everything all the time. Mary is going to have an awesome solo episode for you um, talking about starting a business. And she's created this very cool methodology all about juggling time and home, family and business and how you integrate all three. And I think that'll go really well hand in hand with what I'm going to be talking about some of the more technical aspects about starting your business. So what are some of the considerations you have when you start a business? There's certainly a number of legal considerations. I don't want to overwhelm you, so I'm going to sort of talk to you about some of the general considerations that you want to think about. You don't have to do all of them at once. I can't stress this enough. And I'm going to give you a good framework towards the end of this episode so that you can figure out what order you want to do them in. Another note, this is not one size fits all. Your business is very different than anybody else's even if you're doing the exact same thing as somebody else. So if you're an interior designer, a photographer, a website designer, whatever the case may be, your business is different. So any thoughts that, well, my friend did it this way, or that person I look up to did it this way, get that out of your head now. You're unique. You're going to do things your own way. And you have a lot of things that you need to think about that are going to be specific to your business. So I want you to really remember that as you're going, we're going through some of the things that I want you to be thinking about for your business. So the first thing that pops into everybody's head is, do I need to form a business entity? And what on earth is a business entity? And oh my gosh, I'm already getting overwhelmed. Let's step back and talk about business entities and what they are. And here's the legal stuff. So I'm going to give you some good legal information that you can think about. There are lots of different ways that you can do business. You can do business as yourself. That's a sole proprietor. You don't actually need to do anything but collect money to be a sole proprietor. And of course, you're going to file taxes. If you have a partner, and I'm going to talk about some considerations with partners, and all you do is come together and create a business, you're a partnership. There's really nothing that you need to file. If you are now deciding, "Mm, those two things, they sound okay, they're pretty easy, but I want something a little bit more official, that's when you start thinking about forming an entity. And what that means is you're just going to file some paperwork with the state where you're doing business to register a business. There are lots of different types of businesses. The majority of small business owners are either going to form an LLC or a limited liability company or a corporation. Some people... They ask about forming an S-corp. 
Uh, an S-Corp is a tax status, and either an LLC or a corporation can be taxed as an S-Corp. I highly recommend that you talk to your accountant. To figure out whether or not you want to form an entity and whether or not and what type of entity you want to form, what you really want to do is talk to both a lawyer and talk to your accountant. Those two people are going to help you make that decision. But either way, the benefits of forming an entity really come down to limitation of liability. And what that means is you will not, if you form your entity correctly, you won't be liable for the liabilities of your business personally. So that means that if something does happen and you were to get sued or something, you know, go down that path, there's a claim made against you. And if you formed your business correctly, it's just your business assets that would be at risk. And for a lot of people, that helps them sleep at night. So that is a really great reason to form an entity. It can feel overwhelming. A lot of times people say, well, I don't even know if this business is going to make it. It's going to cost me a lot of money. But in my mind, um, and I often tell people that you should certainly assume that things are going to go well, uh, it, it makes sense to form an entity to make your business uh, both feel legitimate and frankly, to some of your clients, they may want you to have an entity, um, but also to make sure that you're protecting the assets that you've already built personally. What then happens? So let's say you say, I've talked to my lawyer, I've talked to my accountant, and we're going to form an LLC. Where do you go from there? Um, certainly some people who are single members, for an LLC in particular, corporations are a little bit harder, can do it themselves. Um, I definitely recommend doing a little bit of reading, making sure that you're doing it correctly. Each state has different requirements, so make sure you do your research and you're hitting all of those requirements because it is really important that you form it correctly. After you've formed your entity, it doesn't stop there. You have to make sure you're doing something called maintaining corporate formalities. And what that means is you are actually treating your company like a company. You have separate bank accounts. You are keeping your statements separate, your account statements separate. You're signing contracts in your entity name. Your trademark is in your entity name. All the things that you would normally do business as a sole proprietor in your personal, your own name, you're going to do in your business name. That is important. You have to maintain for a lot of states yearly registrations. So make sure that you are maintaining your yearly registration, make sure that you have any business licenses that you may need, and just make sure that all your paperwork is set. Once a year on the anniversary of your corporate formation, set aside a half a day, make sure everything is up to date, all your contracts are in the right name, and it will go a long way for legitimacy for your entity. What about partnerships? You know, a lot of you out there may be working in partnerships and thinking to yourself, well, what do I do if I'm working with somebody else? If you're in a partnership, I can't stress this enough, it is incredibly important that you have an agreement between you and your partner. When things are starting out and you're getting together, everything feels amazing. You are so excited. You have an incredible idea. You have a biz bestie. The world feels really rosy. Um, and unfortunately, in a lot of instances, partnerships do dissolve. Some last a very long time, but at some point, either one or both partners, or if there's more than two, all of you will decide this isn't working or we're done or we've moved on. When you create a partnership agreement, it has everything set out for you. So there's no argument in that case. And a lot of times partnerships easily dissolve. But I will tell you that because a small business 
There's so much emotion to it when partners, particularly if partners were friends and suddenly are not, things can go really sideways and emotions take over. And when emotions take over, things get expensive. So if you have a really rock solid partnership agreement, there won't be any question about what happens when the partnership is going to dissolve. I have had so many cases in my law practice of partnerships that start off strong that unfortunately end for whatever reason. There's so many reasons that you can't even imagine could come up. And some of the most contentious cases are amongst partners who are splitting. Those usually happen when there's no partnership agreement. So even if you've been in a partnership for the last five years and everything has been amazing and you are so happy with your partner, sit down, spend a half a day, talk to an attorney and get that partnership agreement. It'll give you so much peace of mind and frankly, will protect both of you. And then you don't have to worry about it. You can just go on and continue growing and making your business absolutely amazing. So what other things do you need to be thinking about when you're starting a business? And here's where a framework that I like to set out for all of my clients when I sit down and talk to them, whether they're starting a business, growing a business, somewhere in between, they've scaled it. At the end of the day, all of the suggestions that your attorney is going to make for you are just that. They're suggestions. And it's ultimately up to you to decide what you want to implement. As a lawyer, I cannot require my clients to do anything. I can make really strong recommendations for them. I can tell them what I think they should or shouldn't do, but it's not my business. You have to think about what your risk tolerance is. And this is something that not a lot of business owners even know how to begin to put into words. I have some clients who are absolute risk takers. When I tell them I think you should put this in writing, they laugh at me and say, I don't care. And then I have other clients who I say, yeah, I don't think that's that big of a deal. There's a very small risk and they want to make sure that their I's are dotted and their T's are crossed. So I can't stress this enough. Think about your risk tolerance and be really honest with yourself. Really sit down and think, do I have anxiety about this stuff? Am I, am I worried? Do I, am I ignoring a problem because I think I don't even know where to begin? Or am I truly don't care and I'm perfectly fine and I don't think there's going to be any issues? And frankly, if there are issues, I'll just deal with them. I'm not that worried about it. Your risk tolerance is going to help govern the types of legal documents and the legal advice that you're going to need to get. For those people who are starting out, there's loads of situations and considerations. There's your contracts, there's your trademark for your name. You know, do you want to go get business insurance? These are just some of the questions. What types of relationships, who are you going to be hiring? Do you understand, you know, employees versus contractors? I ask all these questions um, not to overwhelm you because like I said, you can't do it all at once. But what you need is a plan. You need to sit down with your unique and specific business and you think to yourself, where are the portions of my business that have the most potential for risk? And once you can assess what those are, those are your priorities. Those are the places where you're going to want to put your money. It may be really hard for you to assess that risk. And that's why where a good lawyer can come into play and they can strategize with you and sit down and say, here's the universe of issues that could certainly face your business. And here is the ranking I think you should tackle them. It will help with your budget. <laughs> it will help with your mental state of mind so you don't feel overwhelmed by legal documents. And it'll also give you a plan for growth. And you should check in with that list every six months to a year to make sure that your business hasn't changed. And once you have that plan, you can set the money aside. You can make sure that the 
portions or the parts of your business that have the most potential for liability or are the riskiest are the ones that are going to be able, you're going to be able to cover yourself for. And that's where you want to put your money. There is no one size fits all. There is no checklist um, that anybody can give you about starting a business. But I can certainly tell you some of the areas that you should be thinking about, um, which, like I said before, are business entities, intellectual property like trademarks and copyright. You got to think about your web presence, privacy issues, if those come into play for you. And you should also be thinking about your contracts and employment as well. So there's lots of different areas um, and everybody's different. Think about where you plan to be, where you see yourself going, put that plan in place. If you feel like you can't do it on your own, find a great lawyer who knows exactly what your business, how your business is run and has seen other businesses like yours. And then once you get that plan in place, you're not gonna be feeling like you're throwing things and doing catch up. So those are some of my pieces of advice and things to be thinking about both when you start a business and while you're growing your business. I'd love to hear from everybody what questions you have about starting a business. I know it can feel really overwhelming and scary whether you're just starting one, two, three years in. Uh, this is certainly something that we do ongoing coaching with our clients to help them figure out the places where they have the most potential for risk and how we can minimize that risk because that's really what a good lawyer and a good legal strategy is going to do. It's minimizing risk in your business so that you can be free to do all the things that you love to do. If you have questions, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at the Fearless Business Podcast HQ. You can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. As always, we love reviews and we'd love to hear from you, especially if you like our new format. I know we're just getting started and we have such incredible incredible programming that's coming up. We have some really cool interviews. As I mentioned before, Mary's going to do a really cool solo episode um, about her methodology that I think you guys are going to love. So drop us a line, give us some stars, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.